Shalom, and welcome to another episode of Spirit of Truth Podcast, where I come on and share what the Holy Spirit has been revealing to me today. I'm your host, Melissa Collins, and I'm so excited to finally be well enough to be back in the studio recording today after being out for at least a couple of weeks with the flu. But if you were able to catch my last episode, the Lord had really been dealing with me about taking that first step of faith. He reminded me of so, so, so many instances in scripture where human agency was first required to take some sort of action. Uh, One was the woman with the issue of blood and how she had to fight through the crowd and reach out for her healing by grabbing Yeshua's tassels. Moses had to stretch out his hands over the sea. Moses had to strike the rock. Uh, Noah had to build the ark. The Israelites had to apply the blood to their doorpost. And I could go on and on, but he pointed out just instance after instance where humans were required to take that first step in an act of faith. And these last couple of weeks, I feel like he had just piggybacked off of that to go deeper and just show me that he used what they already had on hand. You know, first it was a simple TikTok video that I ran across where someone was talking about the widow who had planned to eat her last bit of bread with her son and then they were going to die. They were going to starve to death. But she ran across the prophet Elijah and she was obedient to first serve him a cake of bread. And as a result of her taking that first step, miraculously, her flour and her oil never ran out. So despite the physical circumstances all around them that said they were going to starve to death, they lived. But God was able to do that miracle with exactly what they had on hand. And that story is found in 1 Kings chapter 17. Then again, in this week's Torah portion, um, it's called Shemot. It begins in the start of Exodus. So Exodus 1-1 through 6-1. But the Lord used this week's Torah portion to speak to me about this again. Then again, he even confirmed it during the teaching this Shabbat at Jacob's tent. So if you get a chance, go follow that ministry. It's Bill Cloud at Jacob's tent. I promise you will be blessed. But look for this past Saturday service. So that would be January 14th. They ended up naming the service what's in your hand, which I didn't even realize when I started streaming it because I called it during worship on Facebook. But let me circle back around. I talk to God a lot all throughout the day and I get admittedly a little antsy. I want to do something for him. I want to be used so bad. I want to feel purposeful. And I feel like he just keeps leading me back to two pretty simple messages. One's from Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. 
fear God and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Okay. And then the great commission, which appears in so many places. It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. But reading, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So for me, it's pretty cut and dry. That's what I'm supposed to do. For myself, fear God, keep his commandments. And it's not circumstantial. He says, therefore, go. Make disciples. Baptize them. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So there it is in black and white. That's what I'm supposed to do. But then as I go about my day and I'm talking to God, I find myself so often just whining, I guess, asking, how? How do you want me to do it? How can I be most effective at this? And this week, I feel like he gave me that answer. Well, I guess I should accurately say that he gave me that answer again because he's clearly told me before but he started to show me that he is able to use whatever I have on hand for the widow he used the flour and the oil and her miracle is still speaking to people centuries later and then in this this week's Torah portion this is what he highlighted Exodus 4 So this is in the midst of the burning bush moment. uh, And Moses is getting his assignment. So Exodus 4, 1 starts out. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me or hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath, hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thine hand? And my heart nearly jumped out of my chest. So in other words, in regards to Moses' doubting, the Lord is like, fine, what do you have? So if you read on, Moses replies that he has a rod. That's what he had in his hand. He had been tending literal sheep with this stick. So that's obviously what he had in his hand. And God was like, I can use that. So this is when God has him throw it down. It turns into a serpent and he has him pick it back up again. So this random stick that Moses had just been using for work, just a few verses later goes on to say this in verse 20. And Moses took his wife and his sons and set them up on a donkey. And he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. That rod that had once just been a stick was now the rod of God. So now, what do I have in my hand? It was my phone. I used to make jokes about Luke 21, 28 that says, you know, when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up and lift your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. 
And I used to joke for that reason that, that he said that because surely he knew we would all be looking down at our cell phones, right? <laughs> I laugh and I digress, but we all know and can admit that's literally what nearly all of us have in our hands at any given moment now. Even my dad, who is 75, is on his phone a lot. My mom, who is disabled and can't use a phone, but she sure does love her YouTube apps and all the apps on her smart TV. So from young to old, technology doesn't discriminate on age. So I'm satisfied that this is still my answer on what I should be doing. But the question is, what do you have in your hand right now? Is it your phone? A steering wheel? Are you cooking right now? No matter what you're doing, no matter what you have, no matter how minuscule you may think your skill may be or how little you think you have, God can still use it if you let him. The widow had to be willing to first make the bread cake for Elijah. And Moses had to be willing to throw down his rod and pick it up again. But if you'll just allow God the opportunity to use you and use whatever's in your hand, he can use it for great things. You may be a future Bible story like the widow and her son. Or you may be a great leader who gathers God's remnant again like Moses. Who knows? But even if you only help with one lost sheep, there will be great rejoicing in heaven. Well, that's all I have for today. And I hope you've been blessed by this message. And I hope it inspires you to let the Lord use what's in your hands. And before I go, if you're listening and you haven't repented of your sins and given your life to Jesus, we want to urge you to do that today. Please feel free to get in contact with us. We can be reached on any of our social media pages. We want to pray with you and rejoice with you. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and give you shalom.